been a bit different in here today. Yeah, each year we uh, we have this service where we just let our kids loose and uh, kind of roughly guide along by their ministry leaders and a and a few other sort of people that get co-opted in during the week. It's uh, it's always great. It's a little organic. It's a little concerning for our ministry leaders as they think, oh, how's it going to go this year and that. But they do a great job uh, with the resources and the people that they have. And I think we've got a new, um, a disturbing new Christmas tradition here with the star. Uh, every year, Dylan's out looking good, mate. I think is your contract's got to be up by now, bro. It's like three years is a pretty good deal. I think we're looking for, but it, wonderful. That's the kind of commitment we want out of our ministry people, just willing to do anything and put it all out there. But it is that kind of time of year, isn't it, where we're all attending end-of-year things, whether it's a um, end-of-year presentation from our schools, uh, dance companies, whether it's a sporting clubs and family services presented by our, our kids' ministry people. It's all sort of taking place. And just for a few minutes, uh, we get to come in here and step out of the busyness and the chaos and the pressure of the season, and perhaps even the whole year, and just experience some creative input uh, from seeing our, our kids and even Dylan uh, dress up and walk us through this Christmas story once again. And uh, we hear these familiar passages and we, and we see these familiar images. And this, this year, even how it, just usual around the house Christmas familiar images invoke uh, joy, a sense of uh, wonder that remind us that this story is greater than any other story in our lives, any other story that might be dogging us or, or shaping our lives. And this could be just another uh, end of year Christmas season formality that you attend. Maybe you dragged along here by a family and you just hear out of duty. Or if we let it, this morning could be a light that shines in the darkness, a joy that we could give our hearts to for a little longer than just a few minutes that will be for our hearts the cause of great joy. That's one of the most famous promises of the Christmas story uh, that we've heard this morning. And, and it was kind of, the, the, if you like, it was the, the star on top of the, the whole story of the birth of Jesus, that an angel came and presented that great joy can be encountered. And it can be what shines in our lives if we respond to the Christmas message, if we go and see and investigate uh, the Christmas message and then giving our hearts to its claims. Well, for the last two weeks here at Freeway, we've been camped out in, in books in the Bible like Isaiah and Micah and Luke. And again, this morning, we've heard from these prophets and, and, and even other biblical writers like John. Isaiah and Mar Micah are these voices uh, promising and pointing forward to a time when God will restore the, the base notes of human flourishing as God created them to be, breaking into the human heart like sun, like light, dawning, like light that causes darkness to flee, establishing concrete and tangible hope, experienced transformative peace through the promised uh, coming of this, this saviour, this figure that's spoken about all through uh, human history, all through biblical history, who the angel says has arrived uh, on this you know, Christmas morning. Human history was full 
of moments and messages that revealed and pointed to our need for a saviour, a bringer of hope, of peace, light and joy, the, through the dethroning of sin in our lives, being like, like light that, that replaces darkness. And Christmas is the celebration of those things becoming uh, relationally real, of real hope and peace coming into our lives, so that no matter what we encounter, we are shaped by these new realities if we, if we give our hearts to them. They can characterize our lives. Great joy itself becomes a light of God's presence in our lives, like a ballast of joy. Uh, as the promised heavenly messages heralded at the birth of Jesus, as we heard about this morning, the angels said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, down in the, down in, uh, the city of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is the Messiah, the Lord. The announcement of joy that is attributed to the, Christ, to the Christmas message is not sort of more of what we already have, but the one thing that we desperately need, a saviour. This is the most joyous and life-changing announcement the world has ever heard. The Christmas message is that God has entered into our world as a saviour, as light into darkness. And God has not come to tell you that he doesn't like you. He has not come down to condemn you or shame you or beat you up with all of the the sin and the things and the offences that, that you have committed uh, before him. Rather, he has come to rescue you, the, you from them. He's come to transform you and warm your heart with affection for him and restore his joy in your life. There's this saying, it goes, if, the greatest, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, he would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, relational restitution and joy we once knew as the base note of our existence. So God sent us a saviour. We don't need more of what we have we need a saviour to bring us what we have lost, the presence of God as the, as the joy ballast of our souls, a light in a dark world, a hope and a peace, a place where our sin is confronted and destroyed and our hearts are made new in something that we can give our hearts to that won't consume us, that won't enslave us, but will transform and renew us. And as we've seen this morning, while there is a, a lot around us that hides the meaning of Christmas, there is also a lot that can help us point to the true meaning of Christmas. And we've decorated our tree with those things. We can be reminded of the realities that Christmas has brought into our lives, into our hearts by the everyday objects that we find ourselves surrounded by at Christmas. And if we let them, they can be opportunity. They can be the means through which we begin to tell the story of what it means to have light come into our lives, or what it means to have joy come into our lives, of what the true meaning of Christmas is. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you for this time this morning that we've had. I've just been able to gather around and, and just see how we can take everyday items and use them to point to old, ancient realities and uh, take this meaning of Christmas and put it into the lives of the people around us. So we thank you for that this morning. We're always so uh, grateful and uh, just love it when our, our kids' ministries come out and present this story to us. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.